Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and joining me as ever is the one and only king of the naps, Greg Browning. How are we doing, Greg? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Glad you're back. Scottish football's back. Belarusian football's back. Norwegian football's back. Very happy. It is a wonderful thing <laughs> to have proper football back instead of this international nonsense that we've been suffering for the last, what, week and a bit. Uh, so yeah, uh, Belarus is back, Scottish football's back, everything's back and we're almost getting back to normal. In fact, i seen you uh, tweeted that we're now counting down in days rather than weeks to when the <laughs> Scottish lower leagues will be returning as well. Yeah, I think we're now 36 days now until the return of um, Scottish Championship, Scottish League 1 and League 2. So, very excited about those three leagues returning. I think we're probably the last leagues in European football to return, which is disappointing, but we've got plenty to get stuck into over the I'm next just, three to four weeks. I'm just writing a wee note to myself to buy you an advent calendar <laughs> so that you can use it to count down the days until your Christmas Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> but there's plenty to get stuck into this week. Um, I make it 15 out of... We're aiming for 15 out of 16 winning naps in Belarus. And we're aiming for 6 out of 7 winning naps in Scotland. So you've got to be pleased with the start in Scotland, which is mirroring the good work that you've been doing in Belarus as well. Yeah, Belarus has been fantastic. And I think now we're into, what, our fourth or fifth month following the Belarusian Premier League. Um, it's gone really well. I wasn't expecting, obviously, to be in a position where we could be hitting our 15th nap out of 16. There's some other Twitter pages out there who I think would combust <laughs> if they um, hit 15 out of 16 naps. But, yeah, really pleased. And it just, again, it goes to show if you focus on the one league or, the, or a couple of leagues, you can get right under the skin of it. And that's yeah. certainly been the case for Belarus. And it's been a really, really profitable league for us. Yeah, it's amazing how well that you've done. I mean, in Scotland, it's a wee bit easier for her because we're much closer to the action. But you were telling me that you've been keeping in touch with some of the, the Belarusian fans' uh, Twitter accounts as well, um, just to keep in top, top of things over there. Yeah, they've been great, actually. I think over the last three or four months, I've uh, spoken to quite a few of the guys that run the English language pages. Um, our very own um, Shaktar page, um, Jack, he's actually on the channel. So a big thanks to Jack. We had a quick chat tonight just to understand what's happening with Shakhtar. They've obviously lost their manager. Um, now, given the fact they're joint top of the league, a bit of a shock, a bit of a surprise that he left. So, yeah, it's really valuable. And just having that quick chat to understand how things are going, what's happening with the new manager. So I just found out tonight he's brought in an entire new um, backroom staff. So there's nobody there that was left before for the old manager. So stuff like that's really useful. And mm-hmm. I think from my own personal view is if a team is joint top of the league and the manager leaves. Can't be good news. It can't be good news at all, no. And I can only see that going one way, which is really a, such a shame because we're doing so well. They are joint top for the Bat Borisov. But I think Bat Borisov can probably take a massive lift from that. Mm. Um, they also lost their best player recently as well. So it's not been a great month or so for Shakhtar and um, we'll speak about that once we speak about the, the Belarusian league but yeah it's a, a big blow for them and that's insight I wouldn't have got otherwise without speaking yeah. to Jack Yeah, really useful we'll come on to that um, towards the end of the podcast but we're going to cover off the, the Scottish games 
first and foremost. Um, and you two winning naps last time, which seems like ages ago that we recorded the podcast. Uh, both corners bets, Dundee United landed, was it five or more corners? I think you were saying actually hit 10 and a 4 0 defeat at Rugby Park. Yeah, they got hammered 4 0 from Kilmarnock. I think they had 65% of the ball though, and we backed them really early in the week to hit five or more, and that was Saturday's nap. Now that was tipped at five to four, and it went off at four to five. So it, it just shows the benefit of trying to get these up as early as possible. And I know we, be, we preach this every week, and we have been doing so for the best part of a year now since we started doing the podcast. But the earlier the better. You get on these, the better pace you'll get. Indeed. And your other one was Motherwell to get three or more corners at Celtic Park, which they managed. At, they well, did. Tip, tipped at five to six. <laughs> Um, 11 to 10 it was for them to, to hit three and it went off at 8 to 11 so again similar to Dundee United uh, tipped early in the week I felt that three corners from Motherwell was more than achievable mm-hmm. and they got a second corner right on half time so it gave us a great opportunity in the second half yeah. and thankfully uh, Motherwell got one I think in the last 10 minutes so obviously it's a market that's been fantastic for me and for the channel um, over the last few months um, but pleased to see both of them land because Scotland has been a difficult league this season so far. Yeah, especially out from the start, it's been very tight. That last round of fixtures was, I guess, around where everything was kind of turned on its head. That Kilmarnock result, um, no one really seen it coming in terms of them winning 4 0. Um, Livingston also got a much needed win last time out as well. Yeah, um, I suppose the one club who, who really need a win now are Motherwell. And there, we'll start off at the Motherwell game. They host St Johnson on Saturday. That was a lovely link into Motherwell. Thank, well done. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so in terms of this weekend's nap from Scotland, um, I'm taking Motherwell um, v St Johnston. Now St Johnston were fantastic against St Mirren last time out. Um, I think David McDonald will agree with me um, as a impartial St Mirren supporter. <laughs> that is probably the biggest one 0 hammering you'll see. Um, St Johnston dominated from start to finish and got their first, well, their second win of the season. That was after two kind of harsh 1-0 defeats at home to Aberdeen and to Hibs. Probably two games in which, on another day, we might have sneaked a point or even sneaked a win. But it was a really big win, that. In terms of Motherwell, I don't think anyone would have envisaged this time last season in terms of this side finished third last season. Mm-hmm. Motherwell, I think people were expecting big things from them, from them this year. It's just not happened for them. It's been very, very disappointing. They, they find themselves winless after six and currently occupy um, 12th place in the league. So currently bottom of the league, four losses and two draws. Yeah, and I think this game in Saturday is a really massive game for Motherwell. Everyone, I would say, expects Motherwell to turn things around. But if they don't pick up a win or even worse, get, get beaten on Saturday... I think serious questions are going to start getting asked. No, totally. We've seen it happen time and time again. I think I've seen a good comparison on Twitter this week with uh, Dundee a few seasons ago. Mm. They were playing some decent football, um, were decent enough to watch, but they just weren't getting the results. And before you you know it, you're kind of halfway through the season and you're struggling at the bottom of the league. So this is a match in which Motherwell really need to get a positive result from. And I say positive, they really need to get a win here. 
Uh, it's still very early in the season, so I don't think there's panic stations if they lose, and hopefully they do lose in this <laughs> match. <laughs> but um, it's got to be a match in which they need to get their season back in track. Um, as I say, it's a very tough game for them. St Johnston are in good shape. Um, that win against St Mirren was a massive win um, off the back of, obviously, two really disappointing home home defeats. So I'm sticking with Motherwell Corners here. So it's no surprise, Motherwell at the moment have hit 45 corners in their opening six games. Only Rangers have hit more. And when you look through their corner performances so far this season, they've hit eight v Ross County, seven versus Dundee United, um, four v Livingston, which is their, their lowest in terms of a game they should be getting corners in. They went to Hibs and got 10, and they got 13 at home against Hamilton. And they've then gone to Celtic Park and managed three. So I think given the importance of this game to Motherwell and how, how they play, they've got a lot of pace in the team, quite a young team. I think in terms of their squad as well, it's, it's a very strong squad Motherwell have. Yeah. And I think that's why most people are surprised at how poorly they started the season. Uh, but I think given the importance of this game, I think the markets at the moment to get Motherwell to hit six or more corners... Um, was even money. Obviously, that quickly um, we quickly lost that with Skybet. I think down to ten to eleven, but you can get twenty three to twenty five with Unibet. So, I think when I posted this in the chat today in the channel, it was even money. That's that quickly disappeared, and it's now ten to eleven with Skybet. But you can also get twenty three to twenty five with Unibet. I just think it's a game, and given how Motherwell have played. I think they're more than capable at home of racking up at least six corners against St Johnston. Yeah, and it kind of buys into the theory, I guess, that this is, I hesitate to use the, the words must win, but they must be looking at this, this fixture as a game where they'll have marked out to take three points in against St Johnston at Fur Park. Yeah, ho- hopefully St Johnston can get another three points on the board, and that's purely from a, a me selfish. St Johnston selfish views. Yes. But it's going to be a tough game for St Johnston. So I don't think any any St Johnston fans thinks we're going to go there and easily get three points. Mm-hmm. Motherwell away is always a tough game, even when they're bottom of the league and winless. Um, and as the bookies have already called out, the bookies still have Motherwell as favourites for this match. Yeah, I mean, a 13 to 10, I dare say there'll be a few people keep the faith with Motherwell um, and add them to, to their lines. But um, yeah. The corners bets have, have done pretty well so far this season, so there's no point in changing tack now. No, and what you'll find me say quite a lot this season in the Premiership in Scotland, and I know it's a, it's a cop-out, but no <coughs> result here would surprise me. Mm. It's, it's one of these games where, as the bookies have already called it in terms of the prices, it's difficult to call. Mm-hmm. Both teams are roughly about the same price. Um, one of the slight favourites. Um, and yeah, and, and no result would surprise me here, but as you say, I think stick to the corner markets that have served us so well so far. Okay, so that's your nap in Scotland on Saturday. It's Motherwell to win six or more corners and it's just shy of even money um, at a few bookies now, so make sure you get on that pretty quickly. Um, As you touched on, uh, there are another five games in Scotland. Curiously, for the first time in God knows how long, all six fixtures in the Premier League are kicking off at three o'clock on a Saturday. Um, So we're going to quickly rattle through them. Don't have any tips as such, but um, just a few bullet points on each of them, I guess, to give people a steer if they're 
rooting for bets in some of these games. So first up is Aberdeen v Kilmarnock, and I guess Aberdeen and Derek McInnes must be reasonably happy with the start that they've made. After, oh, they've got to be delighted, don't they? They've yeah, got to after be losing, <laughs> losing to Rangers in the first game where they were pretty, they didn't really turn up. And then the whole issues around the players um, and the coronavirus fiasco, um, they can now kind of start to get, start to piece their season together a wee bit. Yeah, off, totally. the, off the back of three wins. And that's just always a good habit to be in. So I would expect they will have this down as three points against Kilmarnock but it'll be interesting to see just what a difference that 4-0 win over United has in that Kilmarnock squad who are desperately needing to get a good win under their belt Yeah, totally agree I think the international break came at the wrong time for Aberdeen Yeah, They were always starting to build up some really good momentum, they had won three in a row in the league and they also had a fine 6-0 win at home in the Europa League qualifiers so They've won four games in the spin at Aberdeen, which, when you think back to maybe two or three weeks ago, um, in terms of where they were, obviously a lot of bad press about what happened with the COVID situation, lost to Rangers. But since then, though, Derek McInnes must be over the moon to have won four games in the spin and are now looking really on the, on the up, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you say, was... Kilmarnock beating Dungeon United last week, or last team out, sorry, puts a little bit of a spanner on this one. I think hadn't Kilmarnock won that game, I'd probably be inclined to, to take Aberdeen to win this match. And I, I still think Aberdeen will win this game, but I think they're a bit skinny for me. I think they start the week off at three, three to four, best price. Drifted a little bit, I think, now to four to five. So if I was to pick a winner out of this game, it would be Aberdeen, but I think it's just best leaving alone. Yeah, we should also mention that there's going to be fans at this game. This is one of the test events over the weekend. So... I think it's maybe 300 fans or something like that. Don't think it's going to make a massive impact, but just generally it's good to see some fans getting back into the game in Scotland. Have you seen the um, the rules around the fans being back in the stadium? <laughs> yeah, no shouting, so, no singing. No shouting, no swearing, no singing. Yeah, so... I've, been, I've been at a few grounds <laughs> like that, to be fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it will go well. But um, yeah, again, for me... Aberdeen will be on quite a few acres, just people quite happy to back them based on the fact that it's happy to Audrey, but no bet for us. Yep, spot on. Next up uh, is Livy at home to Hamilton, um, and I know you've always got plenty to say about Livy at home <laughs> on their uh, synthetic pitch. Again, so... they got a much needed win against Ross County last time out. Um but you can't be backing them at three to five, can no, you? No, I don't know who's who's paced this up. Three to five's insulting us, I think. I think it's a terrible price for, for Livingston. Um, we, we know Livingston are a decent side. We know they're decent at home. Uh, but I can't be backing them at three to five. I think, for me, this match, Livy should be closer to evens, 10 to 11, if uh, not three to five. There's probably value in Hamilton. Again, if I was to pick a winner here, obviously I'd pick Livingston. Hamilton, although they've not started the season that well, Hamilton, they haven't performed that badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just could not be taking Livy at 3 5. It's just far too short. Yeah, I mean, Hamilton's four defeats uh, one to Celtic, one to Rangers, another two were by single goals to St Mirren and Ross County. And of course, they do what they usually do they go, then go and win the Lanarkshire Derby against Motherwell. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so. Uh, 
Hamilton are really symptomatic of how topsy-turvy this league can be. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think Hamilton are near enough to 5-1 to one to win. I'm not saying that they're going to win, but that's definitely no, value-wise exactly for me. Yeah, yeah totally. I think 3-5 to five is just far too short. Definitely a bit of value in Hamilton, uh, but it's not a match to be getting involved in. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. Uh, on the list is Rangers feeding the United and Rangers have just been going about their business and had it not been for uh, a 0-0 draw at Livingston then they'd have made a pretty flawless start to the league season Yeah, it's only the block show, isn't it, on their season so far I think at home they've been pretty ruthless really um, they've yet to see a goal this season yep. as well, which is worth pointing out I think I highlighted in the ch- on the channel at the start of the week I'd be keen to see what price we got for Dungeon United to hit three or more corners. Mm-hmm. Um, prices came out today eventually. Eight to 11 to hit three or more. A bit short for me. Yeah. Um, for me, I'd be looking to get at least evens. Dungeon United aren't going to have much of the ball at Ibrox on Saturday. Um, I think if we're looking for corners here, you'd be, you'd be needing to get at least even money to interest me in this one. Uh, don't get me wrong, I think Dungeon United can still make three corners for this match. I just think it's a bit short at eight to eleven, but in terms of the outcome here, you'd have to fancy Rangers probably yeah. clocking up a standard kind of two 0 three 0 win potentially. Yeah, it feels like it. Rangers as short as one to five, and the United twelve to one. But um, yeah, I line through this one for me. I don't see don't see much of a betting opportunity in this at all. No, not at all. And I think as well, <laughs> no, this is a betting podcast, but it, it just goes to show how difficult the Scottish Premiership is at the moment and that's probably a testament as to why I'm really looking forward to the lower league stuff returning yeah. and why I'm pleased that the Naps performed so well because it, it has been a really difficult start, yeah. it's, a, it's a tight league Yeah A similar match uh, in Dingwall as well with Celtic visiting Ross County again Celtic a little bit shorter than Rangers actually at 1-6 Ross County as big as 14-1 to one. I always kind of feel that the games are quite tight um, between Celtic and Ross County but I actually was quite surprised to see that Celtic had scored 30 in the last 10 for Ross County um, and Ross County I think have only scored once in the last 6 or 7 games against Celtic so again another one really really hard to find some value in Yeah I think Celtic went to 6 again ridiculously short I can't remember Celtic going off as short as that away at Ross County before you usually kind of get maybe 2-7 to seven, maybe 1-4 to four. But one to six though is extremely short. Um, in terms of value here, obviously as we know, I do enjoy a corners bet for a outsider and an underdog. Ross County are five to four to hit four or more corners. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's worth remembering that Celtic conceded eight corners against Hamilton at home. They then went to Dungeon United and conceded six. So it's not with the realms of possibility that Ross County could hit. Uh, four plus corners at five to four. It's not a bad price. Uh, I'll be back in it, but it's worth keeping an eye on. Um, yeah, I'd have been happier if it was three corners at that price uh, rather than four. But uh, if it was that price, it'd probably be my app, to be fair. Be, be all over <laughs> it. Um, okay, yeah, so that may be one worth having a look at. And the last game in the Premier League is St Mirren v Hibs. And I have in my notes <laughs> to ask you what on earth has happened to the free-scoring Hibs that we were all looking forward to watching this season? I think the free-scoring Hibs have turned into a defensive rock. For the first time in seasons now, Hibs defensively look really strong. 
over the last two to three games, though, they've been really poor. But and I get their joint top. I get it's been a great start for Hibs. Not anymore, uh, they're not. Where are they sitting now? Oh, they, they lost Aberdeen, aren't they? They lost Aberdeen, yeah. It's a good start. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a really good start. But their last three games, though, they've been dire. Really, and I've seen a lot of Hibs this season so far. I think that 4-1 victory at Livingston kind of skews their season so far. And I think it makes them look probably they performed a little bit better than they actually have. They were very, very fortunate to get a win at St Johnston. They then were probably outplayed at Easter Road against Motherwell. I think Motherwell were the better team in that game. And they then lost at home to Aberdeen. So it's quite funny. I got a text, not a text, sorry. I got a tweet, private tweet sent to me about half an hour ago from Mark Connolly, who asked me, and I think it went along the lines of, Greg, St Myrna are hopeless. Surely Hibs to score two is a good shout for Saturday. What do you think? And my response was, could not touch Hibs with anyone's money to score two goals at the moment for a couple of reasons. One, St Mirren at home don't give much away. Don't concede many goals at home, St Mirren. And although they were rubbish in their last game against St Johnston, St Mirren at home is always quite a tough game. They've had a decent start, St Mirren, and the Hibs just don't really like scoring at the moment. So it's one of those games where if Hibs, if Hibs did score two goals on Saturday, it wouldn't be a surprise. Well, what but, I would say is, Jack... Anik, Alnik, uh, St Mirren goalkeeper. I believe he's self-isolating for the next two weeks and he has been St Mirren's best player since the start of the season. So that could be quite a big loss for, for St Mirren and it could have an influence on the game. Yeah, I think Hibs are as short as even money for this match. Um, again, for me, I think that that's I would have Hibs bigger than that just based on what I've seen from Hibs over the last two to three weeks. And it's, a, it's one of these games, if Hibs going to win 2-0, then it, it'd be no surprise whatsoever. Hibs do have a really talented team. I think they are going to finish possibly third. Obviously, I've, that was my kind of ant-post tip for the start of the season. They'll, they'll be there or thereabouts. Uh, but they've just kind of lost their mojo a little bit in mm-hmm. terms of their, their attacking strengths. And I think Nisbet and um, Dodge haven't really featured much. They've not they've been working the scraps, basically. So... Be really interesting to see if this game pans out. I'd imagine it'll be under 2.5 goals this ma- this game. I can't see it being a uh, free scoring. Not yeah, given the been, set up. There's only been three goals scored in the last four of Hibs games, which <laughs> when you look at some of last year's, last season's fixtures and results, that's pretty remarkable, really. Yeah, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't back Hibs in this game. Again, it's just sit back and watch the, the events unfold, but it's, it's a no bet for me in this match. Okay, because the six games were all kicking off at 3pm, we had a quick look at any special markets that were out there. Um, And you, I don't know that you're particularly keen on it, but you had spoke about over one and a half goals in each game being a potential. Yeah, other than the Rangers and Celtic games, obviously, the other four matches are all odds against on there being over 2.5 goals. And that's quite right, given the fact that the opening, what, six weeks have been extremely low scoring. Mm-hmm. I do feel sorry for those that have watched some of the, the live games in the sky. Not a great hand yeah. there to start the season. <laughs> but to cost. be fair, England started exactly the same. Mm-hmm. A lot of nil-nils at half-time in England when they first kicked off. True. Um, so it's to be expected, but I think there's possibly a, a little angle here in terms of over 1.5 match goals in terms of getting really good prices. You're probably getting 4-9, to 2-5, 
for over two for over one point five match goals. So if you exclude the Celtic game and the Rangers game, you're getting five to two on the other four matches having uh, two or more goals. Which I think is probably worth a wee punt. That's with Skybet. I've not had a chance yet to look at other um other options. But you'll probably get better than five to two elsewhere. Yeah, and that might be one of those ones that Skybet throw up uh, a special for in the run up to kickoffs as well, so worth keeping an eye out for that. Yeah. Okay, that covers Scotland in some detail, so we will move on to your beloved Belarus. Um and Listeners to the podcast are going to have to be sharp on this one because the first bet that you're looking at here is on Friday at 3pm and it's FC Minsk v Garodia. That's it. You've got that one nailed down to a T. It's one of the teams I can see quite well, actually. I learned from the best. So this match was shared on the channel, I think, on Tuesday, I think it was. So identified this game really early in the week. Um, So hoping that that early view um, pays off. So FC Minsk get home to Garodia, match day 23 in Belarus. We have a two-horse race at the moment. Neiman Grodno have kind of bottled it a little bit. They are winless in three, and I've, sh- I've kind of slipped behind now, uh, Bat Borisov and Shakhtar, who both sit, I think, on 43 points or yeah. level in points. Yeah. Um, Islosh, though, have come from nowhere. They've won four in the spin and are probably the form team in the league at the moment. They travel to Bolshina on Sunday, which will be a cracking game. Bolshina, as we said would happen, have come good. <laughs> they have won three games in a row now. And although they're sitting second bottom still, I would put good money on them finishing above Slutsk and Garodia. Mm-hmm. I think both those sides I've just mentioned are struggling. And I think they'll both be involved um, at the bottom end. A small of each, you look down and out. So yeah. there's probably one place left in terms of relegation. And the way Bolshina are playing at the moment, you'd fancy them finishing well clear of that second last relegation spot. No value, though, in the corner markets for Bolshina this week. Well, have a quick look today and you're only getting 8 to 11 for five or more. So not great. Um, and they are playing a really good slots team at the moment as well. So mm-hmm. that should be a cracking match. I'm not having anything on it, but... Um, that's probably the game of the day over the weekend um, in for me in, anyway in, in Belarus. So in terms of Friday tomorrow three o'clock first game of match day twenty three and it's a kind of basement battle almost FC Minsk versus Garodia. Now FC Minsk have the best home record of any side who occupy the bottom six places. They beat Neiman Grodno four three last team out and they also won Fino in the cup so they're in pretty good nick they've only lost once in the last five at home um, and they also have two games in hand now I'm not saying that they're going to win those two games in hand but if they can get some positive results from that they can move well clear of um, second bottom and I think they will I think their season's been a little bit derailed by their Covid break that they had probably June July time yeah. Um, maybe a little bit earlier than that. They've got a decent yeah. enough team, but I think they're more than good enough to to try and push up that table. Maybe not good enough for mid-table, but they should finish well clear of the bottom two. Now, that's kind of one element in terms of the angle for this match. The second element is Garodia. Garodia are probably should be really thankful. They started the season off really well. They won three of their first five games, but since then, though, 
They've only won twice in the last 17. That is relegation form. Um, yep. Five points in the last 27 available. They have the second worst away record in the league. They've lost five in a, in a row away from home. And they've only won once in the last nine. So in terms of momentum, Garodia do most of their good work at home. Minsk are at home for this match. And I think Minsk are a really good shout to win this match at 21 to 20. Um, that shortened into even money. So just a slight, slight change there. So I'm taking FC Minsk to win this match. Given their recent good form, they're at home and they're playing a Garodia side who are struggling, especially on the road. So I'm taking FC Minsk to win this match at 21 to 20, and that is this weekend's Belarusian nap. Yeah, I think they're about they're with an even money on Betsy 6-5, which is still very backable. Yeah, definitely. They're, I think they're even money pretty much everywhere now. It's mm-hmm. a standard even money across the board. Okay. So, again, just to de-emphasise, that's a three o'clock kick-off on Friday, so be oh, sure yeah. about getting your bets on for that one. Yeah, that's a Friday afternoon sorted. <laughs> um, okay, on to Saturday, and we've already touched on Belshina, who I would say your favourite corner team, but probably next in line is Vitebsk, who are regular features on the podcast. Yeah, so I'll quick check back. I think Vitebsk have landed the Belarusian nap in the last four weeks. So the, the last four match days, I have backed Vitesk as the nap. Um, that started off at the end of July for them to beat Slutsk. They won 2-0. Um, we then had three corner bets. Them to hit four or more at Brest, they hit seven. They We had them to hit six or more against Islots, they hit seven. And last time out, they delivered an app at Slavia. We backed them to hit five or more corners, and they hit five. So, yeah, Vitesk are up there with my favourite sides, right at the top of, of the list. So, really pleasing for that. They travelled to Shakhtar, who I said at the start of the podcast, a a turbulent um, week or so for them, losing yeah. their manager out of the blue. Um, not going to be good for them, I don't think. I don't think it's going to end well. The, the man that's come in is Roman... Um, this will be good. Do you know what? I've been saying it. <laughs> about half an hour before the podcast, Grigorchuk. Grigorchuk? I can't even argue with you. That's how it looks. So we'll go with Roman Grigorchuk. He was the former manager of Astana. And he obviously was assigned and appointed um, last week. He's in the hot seat. He's brought in his, an entire new coaching staff and backroom staff. So I just think it's a massive blow for Shakhtar to lose their manager and to also lose their best player in, in, in the transfer window. So I don't think um, Shakhtar are going to give back Borisov a, a proper title challenge. I know that's a bit premature, just based on the fact they've lost their manager, but mm. we've seen this happen before, and I just think it can only, it only go one way, which is a shame because it's been great to see someone challenging um, back Borisov. And obviously Dynamo Brest, last season's champions, have been pretty disappointing this season. So I hope they can maintain it. But that's where the angle comes in here. And Vitesk are 5-1 to one to win this match. Which I think is probably fair. I think Shakhtar at home have been excellent. They are second top in the league. But as we often get in this league, we're getting what I see and believe to be pretty good value on Vitesk team corners. Yeah, just on sorry, just on the win market. I mean, obviously Shakhtar lost their last league game against Islotch and then they went out of the Europa League 
as well, losing in penalties. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's not been a great couple of weeks for them, has it? Not been good at all. So it'll be interesting to see how they react to the new manager and his mm-hmm. kind of ideas. But for Vitesk, they've been an absolute corner's dream. Looking back over their last seven matches, they've hit five, seven, 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 eight, eight and eight. So that's 50 corners in the last eight games, averaging over 7.2 team corners per game. And looking back across their games this season, they have hit four or more corners now in 12 of their 14 matches. The last 14, sorry. And looking at the last seven matches, they've obviously hit five or more corners. And they've hit seven or more in six of their last seven. Um, And away from home, they've hit five or more in seven of their last eight. Really, really consistent numbers here. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think they're playing Shakhtar right at the right time. I think it's a great time for them to play Shakhtar away. Um, Shakhtar themselves, they've conceded four or more corners now in 10 of their last 13 games and four or more in each of their last six matches. So I was really excited. Obviously, I posted this in the channel again on Monday as an early heads up, hoping we'd get a sn- a little bit of value at four plus. A new three plus would likely be short, but we're getting four plus at even money. Now, the even money didn't last long, as it never does with Skybet. Mm-hmm. Nope. So that's partly the reason why I share this on the channel as early as possible. It then allows people to keep an eye out themselves for when the markets come out. Yeah, because we just, upon we just earlier, never know. When these markets are going to come yeah. up, do we? They've been pretty consistent over the last little while on Wednesday, but I think with the return of English football and some of the more, what's the word I'm looking for here? Glamorous. Not even glamorous. Followed leagues, I suppose. Um, they've been a bit slow on getting out corner markets for Belarus. Mm-hmm. So we finally got them today, and I was—I must admit—I was really pleased to see even money for four or more. I thought that was a really good price. That's now shortened into four to five. I still think the four to five though is is fair, and that's probably what this market should have been set at in the first place. Mm-hmm. And this is why the team corner markets are often so good because the bookies really don't have a clue what they're doing when they're pricing up team corners a lot of the time. Shh. Don't so tell I, them. J- just say that. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I think yeah, if a test here, it's a ideal time to play Shakhtar, and I think for them to hit four or more corners at four to five or even money when it was uh, shared um, is, is a good shout and that's on uh, Saturday Okay, good stuff Can you just give us a wee recap then of your three main bets for the weekend? So starting on Friday I've taken FC Minsk to beat Grodia and that is with well there's a few options to take for that that is even money um, with various uh, various bookmakers and that'll be this weekend's Belarusian Nap and moving into Scotland on Saturday, the Scottish lap this weekend, I'm taking Motherwell to hit six or more corners at home to St Johnston. And again, in terms of prices for that one, um, I think prices have changed quite a lot over the last couple of days, but we're getting even money. It's now 10 to 11 with Skybet, but best price at the moment is now 23 to 25 with bet, but round about 10 to 11 in most places. And that'll be this weekend's nap in Scotland. And finally, in Belarus, also on Saturday, taking Vitesk to hit four or more corners at Shakhtar. Again, that was even money, and it's now four to five. 
Excellent. Thanks for that. Now, don't miss our Norwegian podcast, which um, we recorded with David Weatherston earlier this evening. Um, there's plenty of tips on there on the latest series matches uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So make sure you catch that on Greg's private channel or it will be publicly available uh, on Friday morning. So make sure you catch that and have a listen to that. And that's us for this edition of the podcast. Don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And if you want more tips like these, then, of course, you can join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up. And as Greg has touched on, please do get in touch with us on Twitter, especially if you have any questions that you'd like us to address on the podcast, or if you have any suggestions for us, uh, make sure you, you get in touch on Twitter or via email at hello at gambler.co.uk. So that's us for this week. Best of luck with your bets, Greg, and good luck to all our listeners who are having a bet at the weekend. Yes, thank you. Good luck. Cheers.